0: we're going to be turning to uh, John chapter 10. As we do that, I'll pray. Lord, we just honor you in this place today. And uh, Lord, we just, uh, as we come to your word, we do so, Lord, reverently and, yeah, just, just desiring, Lord God, that you be glorified. Lord, we, we want to come uh, humbly and with open hearts today. Lord, because we want to hear what you would say to us, Lord, through your word. So, Holy Spirit, I invite you to come. I invite you to to breathe life into the words that I speak. And uh, that, Lord, you would touch hearts. You would um, transform our thinking. You would help us to become more and more like like you, Jesus. I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Over the last uh, couple of years... I think it's fair to say that particular words or phrases have become far more prevalent for us than they perhaps once were. For example, words like unprecedented, words like mandates, quarantine, and of course, the word essential. Essential. We've heard all about essential services or essential reasons for leaving our home. And in thinking about this word essential, just kind of been thinking about it this week. And, you know, when we go on a journey somewhere, where we're going on a, a trip or somewhere where we've not been before, there are a few things that we might consider essential to take with us. Fuel, of course, fill up the car, maybe some food, some good music, but something that perhaps has become an essential item for us in our modern society is. The humble GPS. Certainly, for many marriage relationships, I dare say that has become an essential item. But for any journey, when you're unsure of the way ahead or you haven't been a particular way before, a GPS may well be essential a voice to listen to and directions to follow to ensure that you get to your destination. And in a similar vein, in our lives of faith, it is essential for us that we listen to the voice of the one who knows where we need to go. It is essential for us that we follow after the one who promises to lead us. So we're going to be in uh, John chapter 10 this morning, and uh, Andrew brought a great word last week from lies to life, speaking into the fact that there is a system of lies that operates around us, but there is truth. Jesus, the one who is the good shepherd and who will lead us into truth. So this morning, I want to follow on a little bit from that last week, and also maybe provide a little bit of a bridge or a segue for where I think we're planning to head in the next couple of weeks. Let's read together uh, John chapter 10, verse 22. At that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. And so the Jews gathered round him and, he said, and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. So here Jesus, in the earlier part of John chapter 10, had been speaking to the Jews. He'd been revealing that he was the good shepherd, that he in fact cares for the sheep, those that he's called his own, that he in fact would lay down his life for the sheep and bring them into safety and into truth. And so the Jews are here at him again. They're seeking an answer from Jesus as to his Messiah status. They're seeking a sign. They want to be told plainly. But Jesus says to them, hey, I've already told you. I've already told you. My words and my works, they've already testified and revealed who I am, if you're willing to seek. And how often in our lives we love to look for a sign or a, Lord, show me something, anything, I just need to know where you are, what you're saying, if you're there. But I want to say this morning that his word and his works still testify clearly to who he is today. So I want to f- spend some time focusing on uh, verse 27 and 28 particularly. And as we read these, these two verses, Jesus spells out three things very clearly, I believe, and that's, that's where I, I want to just spend some time focusing our attention on today. He speaks of a promise, he speaks of an invitation, and he speaks of a gift. So if Jesus says something, if he gives a promise, we should sit up and take notice because Jesus' word is true, he doesn't lie. So this is the promise for us to grab hold of this morning. He says verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. He is the God who speaks. He's the God who reveals who he is, what he's done. He guides us. He leads us. He comforts us. He convicts us. He affirms, encourages, warns, reveals mysteries. My sheep hear my voice is this promise for us this morning. He's not some distant or far off shepherd like, okay, right, I've saved you. I'll leave you to fend for yourselves now. See how you go. No, as his sheep, for those of us who follow Jesus, the promise is that he is, in fact, speaking. That we can and that we will hear his voice. And it is our great privilege to be hearing and listening and tuning in to what he has to say. When we hear this, this, this promise, my sheep hear my voice, this word for hear, uh, the the original Greek word it, it carries with it this uh, element of listening, but of comprehending by hearing. Now, how many of us know that hearing and listening or comprehend, comprehending can be two very different things at times? Maybe there's a few elbow bumps between spouses here this morning, or something like that, where it's like you've been in a situation where you're like, "Hang on a minute." What, what's, what's that? What's happening? Did we have a conversation about that? Yes, we had a whole conversation about that. Okay, sorry. It's like hearing and listening is different. Or for parents this morning, perhaps you can identify with this. Kids, can you please clean your room? There's nothing. No response. Kids, it's time to get dressed. No response. It's time to get ready. Can you please get dressed? A response. Kids, can you please come and grab the ice creams I have for you? And then all of a sudden they come running, and you're like, ah, oh, you could hear me after all. Hearing and listening or comprehending can be two very different things at times. Perhaps this is why Jesus said often throughout the Gospels, and indeed in, in, in Revelation in the letters to the churches, he says, He who has ears to hear let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And to paraphrase that, it's, it's kind of like when he says that, it's like, hey, are you listening? Are you really listening? Are you paying attention because this is important? We live in a culture and a society, don't we, that where there is so much noise. There is so much so many things vying for our attention, shouting at us, overloading us. Even drowning out the things that we need to be listening to. May we be a people who have ears to hear the shepherd's voice. I recently purchased a pair of the, the AirPods, you know, the ear, speaker, headphone things. And I was, earlier in the year, for my birthday, was given some uh, generous monetary contributions. So finally got around to going out and purchasing them uh, in the, uh, recently very happy with them, the sound is great, it's amazing what they can do with such little speakers, but I'm trying my best to be very careful with how I use them, with how I listen to them, because you know you're out walking or running and people just have them in, or, and it kind of drowns out everything that they need to hear or going on around them. And one of my pet frustrations is when you're talking to someone and they've got, things in their ears still. It's like you don't know whether they're hearing you, whether what you're saying is going through, whether they've got music going on in the one ear or I don't know. It's one of my pet frustrations. So I'm really trying to be careful and intentional about how I use them and if someone comes to speak to me to take them out. But it's kind of symbolic of our current society in a way that we have ears to hear, but we have them filled with all sorts of stuff that can drown out what needs to be heard at times. In the midst of the days that we live in, it is essential for us, I believe, to be hearing the shepherd's voice. Because it's his voice, the voice of the Lord Jesus, that we want to be listening to and tuning into because that is what will cut through the noise. That is what will pierce through the lies. That is what will bring his truth and that was what will bring right perspective. So how do we do that? How do we listen to and hear His voice? I think we'll be delving into that a little bit more in the next couple of weeks, but just a a couple of keys for us to take away this morning and put into practice or build them into our lives, I'm hoping. First thing I want to encourage us in is to take the time to hear and to listen. And it might sound a little obvious, it might sound a little bit too simple. I like the keep it simple, the kiss principle. Keep it simple, saint. We'll go with saints, yep. Keep it simple principle. But taking the time to hear and to listen is often harder than it sounds or harder than we might think it is. But he will speak to us as we take the time to open up his word. As the Holy Spirit breathes life upon it, as we open up this this holy Word of God that is the truth, that is our standard, that does not change, that doesn't need a refresh or an upgrade that's still just as relevant for us today as it has always been it's not out of fashion. As we take the time to open up the Word, we will hear his voice there's a quote that I like but find challenging at the same time it says don't say God is silent if your Bible is closed. Don't say God is silent if your Bible is closed. He will speak to us as we take the time to pray and ask for, the, ask for his leading, ask for his clarity where we need that, ask for his counsel or his wisdom. The Bible says, Matthew 7, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. That's not just a, a one off thing like, oh, I've asked. Oh, I haven't got anything. Oh, well, I'll keep going on. No, it's a, it's, it speaks of a continual thing ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. And he's faithful to respond. It's a, building that continual pattern and practice into our lives. As his sheep, we can also hear his voice through a sense of, of his peace. The peace test, some have called it. We can hear his voice through dreams and visions and pictures that he might give to us. We can hear his voice and the impressions that he, he lays upon our hearts. Maybe when there's a decision or a direction that needs to be made or, or, or a direction to head in, it's like, no, this is, this is the way, walk in it. We can hear his voice through that inner witness or prompting where we know In that moment, the main thing I guess I want to bring out this morning is taking the time to position our hearts so that we can hear his voice. Take the time to listen. Consider how you're listening and what you're listening to. Consider your source, in other words. We've been looking this year in the youth ministry here on a Friday night at this theme for the first half of this year of what is shaping you? The idea is that the things that we uh, listen to, that we focus on, that we are um, delving into, all those things are going to be forming and shaping something within us. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, and he is, of course, addressing the various aspects of the law, but he says, you know, you have heard that it was said, don't commit adultery, don't murder, you have heard that it was said. You have heard that it was said. And then he goes on to say, but I tell you. But I tell you. Never before in history has there been a time where there have been more sources or places that we can go to hear stuff said, where we can hear that it has been said. You know, it's the, I heard someone on YouTube say, or I heard someone on social media say, well, that, that's, that's Fine and good and great. But what does Jesus say? What does the witness of the Spirit of God say? Is it consistent with God's heart, with God's nature, with God's word and his truth? Are we listening to what we've heard? Because there's no shortage of stuff that we can hear and be shouted at by. Or are we listening to his word? Because often there's a big difference. As his sheep, there is a promise for us to hear and know the shepherd's voice, the question, I guess, is are we listening? Are we listening? The promise for us to grab hold of this morning, my sheep hear my voice. The invitation for us to grab hold of this morning is this Jesus says, second part of verse 27, they follow me. They follow me. Who or what are we following in our lives? I'm not just talking about Instagram, how many followers we have, or how many people we might follow. But who are we following? Are we following Jesus? He is the one who leads us. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He, he uh, makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He leads us in paths of righteousness. He's the one who leads us. He's the one who goes before. In John 10:4, we can read that. Uh, he goes before them, the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. There is a call and an invitation for us to follow Jesus, to follow in his footsteps, to model our lives upon the master, to follow his example and his way of life. And I fear that sometimes in the, this day and age that we live in, or the, the church in the West, or dare I say in my own life at times, this picture of what following Jesus is about or portrayed as, is something more akin to Jesus following us. Come on, keep up, Lord, being at our beck and call, being a crutch that we lean on only in times of trouble, or it's a little bit of Jesus and something else, or everything else. I worry that at times it can be a a Jesus designed to meet My every need and whim and fancy conveniently wrapped up in a lovely package for me. I'll try and uh, explain it this way. Recently, my family and I had a a time of holiday, time of leave. We went away. We drove up uh, north where it was very wet but much milder than here. And uh, on the way, uh, we stopped at, at McDonald's and we never go to McDonald's pretty much. And uh, my strategy is, uh, I've realized for a long trip to to grab a coffee on the way. I don't drink coffee, so maybe it helps me extra as I drive. I'm not sure, but it seems to work. And so we stopped at Macca's, and there, as we walked in, they have these screens now. I don't know if you've seen them. They're like the touch screens. Somehow, they think that's more efficient than going and just speaking to someone. I'm not sure. But you go to the screen, and you have to choose all your options. And I was like, I just want a coffee, and couple of chips for my kids, little packets of chips, but at every point in the journey it was like they were trying to meet my every desire and comfort and convenience. It's like, choose a coffee, add it to cart, choose the chips, add it to cart. Have you forgotten? And they give you a whole range of all these other options. Would you like a milkshake with that? Would you like extra nuggets? Would you like a burger? No, no. No other order. And then it comes to the next screen. Are you sure you would not like? a sandwich or an ex- upsize. But no, I just want the one thing that I came in here to get. And eventually you get there and it's taken me like 15 minutes. I could have just gone and speak spoken to someone. But it got me thinking that sometimes in our lives, unfortunately, we want to follow Jesus. We desire to, 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 to model our lives upon Him and, and follow in His footsteps. But there are all these other things that come to... Keep us comfortable or convenient. It's like the Jesus, but oh, have you thought about this? Or this distraction? Or this thing that will, oh, it's so good, it's going to, no. There's a sense where I was like, oh, I just want to pay for this coffee and get it over and done with. And there's a place for us in our lives of faith where it's like, no, I want to just follow Jesus. Some of these other things just need to get out of the way. When we look at Jesus' call to his disciples in the Gospels, he said, come, follow me. There was an invitation, yes, but it was, there was an urgency about it. It wasn't just an invitation to our comfort and convenience, and not an invitation to a little bit of Jesus on the side. The disciples left their nets, they left their tax boost, they left everything to follow after him. And so for us, it's also an invitation to surrender and sacrifice and devotion. In Mark chapter 8, verse 34 to 36, it says this. It says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? doesn't exactly appeal to our flesh, perhaps. doesn't actually... It doesn't necessarily appeal to our pride or our desire to do our own thing. But the invitation to follow will lead us to true life, to true freedom. It's not stifling, it's not restricting, it's not boring. Bonhoeffer said this about the idea of discipleship, of following after Jesus. He said, when the Bible speaks of following Jesus, it's proclaiming a discipleship that will liberate Mankind from all man-made dogmas, from every burden and oppression, from every anxiety and torture which afflicts the conscience. He goes on, Only him who follows the command of Jesus single-mindedly and unresistingly lets his yoke rest upon him, finds his burden easy, and under its gentle pressure, receives the power to persevere in the right way. The command of Jesus is hard. It's unutterably hard for those who try to resist it. But for those who willingly submit, the yoke is easy and the burden is light. This call, this invitation to surrender and follow Jesus, it's not stifling or restriction, but rather leads to life and freedom. And we've had this recent series, haven't we, called Wholehearted. It seems that the Lord is calling us back again to wholeheartedly following after him. How do we do this? A couple of things for us to think of and take away this week. Take stock. Are there areas in our lives where we're comfortable and complacent, where that passion has grown dim, where we're seeking the easy option? Are my eyes on Jesus or have I lost sight? You know in a a movie, when you have those scenes where they're seeking to follow after a suspect or something like that. What's the aim in that? The people following after, they need to keep the person in sight. If they lose them, that's a problem because they can't keep following. It's the same for us. Is Jesus, front and center, are our eyes upon him. Take stock this morning. Consider how you're following. And yield. Surrender afresh to him today. Bring those things, perhaps, like the McDonald's example, those extra things that come in, like, oh, that would be really nice, or well, that would be great, that can come in and weigh us down and, and stop us from truly following after Jesus. Because as his sheep, there's an invitation for us to follow. The question for us is, again, are we following him? Finally, this morning, and maybe Ali, if you could come up, is that okay? Okay. We've had the the promise that my sheep hear my voice. We've had the invitation that we follow him. Finally, there's the gift that Jesus talks about, the gift for us to remember and grab hold of today. He says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. He is the good and the perfect gift giver. Knows exactly what we need. At all times, of course, but particularly he knew what. What we needed in our broken and lost state. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. That's the gift on offer and available for us today. Romans 6 verse 23 The wages of sin are death but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. What we deserve and what we have received are two very different things. Praise God for that. The wages that were due to us, when we work, the wages are due to us. The wages of sin, what is due to us is death. But the free gift of God through the work of the cross is life eternal, that we should not perish. For those of us already sheep this morning, for those of us who have said yes and surrendered our lives to Jesus, let's celebrate and praise the Lord and never lose sight of or never lose the wonder of this marvelous gift that is ours in Christ. But also this morning, I don't know where each and every person here is out. I don't know who may be tuning in on the live stream either. I want you to know this morning that this gift is available to you, to each and every one of us here today. This gift of salvation, this gift of eternal life, it's a free gift. It was incredibly costly to the Lord as we have sung about this morning. Jesus paid the price upon the cross. He took upon himself our sin and our shame punishment that brought us peace he took upon himself he died he was buried and he rose again conquering the grave conquering the power of sin and shame and death and this gift just needs to be received by faith putting your faith and your trust in the lord I want to give opportunity for that this morning. If there's anyone here, if there's anyone online, of course, as well, tuning in, if you're in a place, maybe you've heard it all before. Maybe you're sitting there realizing, I've never made my life right with God. What better time than this morning, than this day, to say yes to Jesus? respond and say yes to the good shepherd become one of the sheep as it were as we follow Jesus like a sheep you know we think of sheep they're they're animals that easily lose their way they can easily go to bad pasture they can easily come into danger but the one the sheep that follow the sheep follow the shepherd kept safe by the Lord there's going to be opportunity for you to respond in just a moment if that's anyone here so in our lives in this journey of faith that we are on our ability our effort our understanding our man's sense, as we've heard before, to use that example of following directions, following the path, that can only take us so far. And it's not far at all, in all honesty. Like a GPS has become essential in our modern technological society. For a trip into the unknown, in our lives of faith, we need one to speak to us. So we need one to follow so that we know the way. It's essential that we hear His voice. It's essential that we take the time to listen, that we consider how we're listening and what we're listening to. And it is essential for us, I believe, that we follow Him, not half-heartedly, but wholeheartedly, and that we come to know and receive and rejoice in the gift that He has given to us. So this morning, are you listening? And are you following the one who will lead you in paths of righteousness and into truth? It's essential that we do. Would you stand this morning? at the prayer team just to come forward at this point, please. I'm going to pray and then there's just a couple of things that I want to just give an invitation for people to respond we'll see what the Lord wants to do Father I thank you for this time this morning I thank you for each and every person here Lord I thank you that it's no accident that they're here today or tuning in online Lord you see them, you know them you love them Lord I thank you for your word, I thank you for the promise that you said Lord Jesus that your sheep hear your voice God pray that as your people you would give us ears to hear. That Lord we would take the time to listen. We wouldn't just listen to perhaps or we'll get caught up in all the things that we can hear, all the things that are shouting at us. But Lord that we would tune in to your voice and know your voice speaking Lord. God, I pray that we would Respond and continue to respond to that invitation, Lord, to follow after you. That we would be a people who follow you wholeheartedly. That you would be glorified, Lord, in our lives. And Lord, that we would be a people who who never lose sight or never lose wonder of the gifts that you have offered, that you have given to us. The gift of eternal life, Lord. The gift of salvation that is Available to all who would call upon your name. I pray that if there's anyone here this morning, or anyone who can hear the sound of my voice through the live stream or whatever, who needs to get right with you, I pray they would respond to you this morning, Lord Jesus. So Lord, as we go from here today, I pray that this would be a week ahead of hearing and following hearing and following, Lord God. Walking with confidence and assurance, knowing who you are, knowing all that you've done, Lord, and knowing where you are leading us, God. May we respond to you and to what you are saying and doing in our lives this week, Lord. We're just so thankful for who you are, for all you've done. We love you and we honor you. And Lord, this morning, I just bless each and every person here with your peace, with your presence, assurance of salvation with your love that would just be deep in our hearts I pray known deep in our hearts I ask all this in your name Jesus